Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. This is episode 167. I'm Kieran Lefebvre and I am joined by my co-host, Adam Childs. Hello, Kieran. How are you today? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been thinking of you a lot this last week. Um, <laughs> only because it's quite funny. Like uh, I went to Ikea the other day, actually just as a, <laughs> it, was, it was stinking hot. And I went essentially just as an activity for my four-year-old to run around and stuff. And that's crazy. <laughs> just to get in air conditioning. But then, so now his thing is, is that he's learnt a new city, he calls it. Sweden is the city that he has learnt. It is a bit of a city, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's like, what do they speak? What language do they speak in Sweden? I'm like, Swedish. He's like, can we learn it? And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Neither can I, Atlas. Neither can I, buddy. I'll teach you some some Swedish. I'll teach you some good shit. But but yeah, went for an IKEA trip and Atlas has learned not all about Sweden, but he's learned that Sweden is a word and it is a place that – yes. To him is a city. So there you go. Very nice. <laughs> well done, Atlas. All right. So so uh, today we're actually doing something maybe we've never done to some degree before. <laughs> this is a diss track, bro. This is a straight yeah, up diss track. I guess like <laughs> straight up sort of, I mean, I guess we've like <laughs> talked shit before, but yeah. probably not in the way that I guess we're going to today. So um, Yeah, totally. So l- this, let me, let me, can I introduce how this came about? For sure. So, well, that's what I was about to do, but then I oh, figured okay, you're, you could do it better. Than, no, actually, wait. If I gaslighted myself, did no, I come across it, it or you, you, you came? You found this. You found yeah, this. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You found yeah. this. So, fuck it. Adam found this. He was on YouTube and he found this uh, short, which is, if you have never seen it, it's TikTok on YouTube. The short came across Adam's feed. He saw it and he was so enraged that he immediately fired it off to me and said, we have to do a takedown on this short. No, that's that never not happened. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened at all. But I did send it to you. I did yes. send it to you, but it was the opposite. I sent it to you. And I think I just probably wrote something like, you know, lol, lol or something. But yeah. then you were like furious about yeah. it. And you were sending me so many messages and I was kind of just like chuckling being like, you know, Triggered. but then I think it was like the next day or something or however long later I messaged mm. you back and I was like, bruh. The more that I think about this, the angrier it makes me. I think that's how it went. Yeah. So, okay, let's reveal it. We're going to do a reaction slash commentary on a hot take from a black belt out of Midland, Texas. His name is Brad Barnes. And I actually, this clip comes from a podcast episode. So the short that Adam saw comes from a podcast episode. Um, the podcast is called Best of Midland, Texas. It's like uh, interviewing local people from that Midland, Texas area, businesses, whatever. And the episode is called Jiu-Jitsu is the Hobby for Those Okay with Sucking. Awesome title. Now, Brad Barnes, his lineage um, is from Carlos Gracie Sr., Carlos uh, Gracie Jr., down to a, a couple others and then him. So he's a Gracie Baja lineage black belt i believe that he was previously associated with gracie baja but now he's created his own gym uh, with his own branding but they they on their website they teach gracie baja jiu-jitsu or the gracie jiu-jitsu system so that's that's who we're talking about now i actually watched i didn't watch the full episode i didn't get through the whole thing not that it was bad it was actually really good um so i just want to preface this by saying that 
you know, Brad's takes on a lot of other areas, we actually agree with. He was talking about uh, specifically, um, I was watching the the section of the episode where he talks about women's jiu-jitsu uh, and women's self-defense. And that's ironic because we just did the episode on that. Um, and we actually agree with a lot of what he says about it. He's like, yeah, look, this is what I teach in women's jiu-jitsu. Um, but, you know, if you don't train it, it's not going to help you. So, uh, you know, it's not that we disagree with everything. It's just this one particular take is fucking way off the mark, in my opinion. Um, well, I'm, glad, so- I'm glad that you you did um, listen to some of the episodes because I did want to, yeah. you know, put a little caveat before we go into it that I've had quite a hectic week, so I didn't listen to the episode at all. And I was kind of going to say that, like, yeah. obviously listeners already know now that we're disagreeing with what we're about to play you. But, um, you know, I was going to say something along the lines of, I hadn't listened to the episode, so unless this is a quote taken out of context, or or mm. if this is, are we are we just regurgitating a a quote that's actually him telling an anecdote of some whatever? Mm. No, yeah, straight up, also, straight up in context. I also yeah. don't don't know Brad at all. Don't know anything about him or whatever. So I'm sure, he's a lovely guy, but this yeah. one short. But then also, you know what? Like, if people like put out shorts that clearly come at you at a certain angle, you can hardly get upset that people digest it at that angle. Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. Like, you can take things out of context. And I'm sure we're going to we'll talk about that. But I watched the context, okay? I just want to let you know, everyone that's listening, this is not taken out of context, meaning this is not like a clickbaity thing. This is, you know, his opinion. Um, our take on his opinion is correct, though. Anyway, let me just fucking play the play the clip. But sorry, we'll wait before it. before you do. I am glad <laughs> to hear. You, I am glad to hear you say that. Like, you know, I don't know if I'm glad or more confused. But when you said, "Oh, I listened to some of the episode," blah blah blah. A lot of his opinions, you know, we agree with, and there's been yeah. things that have come up on this the podcast before. Yeah. So it's not everything we disagree with him. So right. that kind of makes me feel like okay, so this dude is not necessarily just some whack job. No, you know, no, like no, it's good to you know it's good to hear that he's credible and whatever. But then yep. it also kind of makes me go, well, then if he's credible and legit or whatever way you want to phrase it, how does he get to this opinion? Like, yeah. like I agree. And so we'll go, on, that. Let's, go on. Let's stop. Let's stop teasing the audience. Play <laughs> the clip. Now I am going to play the video of this, so I hope we don't get fucking copyrighted because technically they can copyright strike us. But you'll know and. uh yeah, anyway, so do we have a backup? If we get copyrighted, do we have a backup to <laughs> yeah, re-upload this yeah. without the... Yeah. I, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll get the transcript and I'll read it out. So fuck you. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> Bastards. But no, they won't do that, surely. So go check out the episode. It's actually good, but let's play the fucking clip. That is very apparent with anyone that does jiu-jitsu. If, as long as you don't quit, you're going to be a black belt. That's pretty cool. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't say, hey, as long as you don't quit school, you're going to graduate with... You know, your degree, chromosome laude with, you know, PhD and everything else. I, no one can guarantee that. I can guarantee you if you don't quit, you'll be a black belt. The people that get promoted in jiu-jitsu, they get a strip of athletic tape. Not even a whole strip. It's like maybe worth some money. They get like a quarter of a strip and it goes around the end of your belt. And that thing's going to rip off, tear off, roll up, turn black. And they, they will cry over it because... The work that they put it, in. The work, the physical effort that it requires... To put on your shoes, get off the couch, stop making excuses, and do something that you know for a fact when you get in there, you will not be good at. Okay, there's so much to unpack here. 
There's so Dude, much. I haven't watched that <laughs> since I sent it to you, and it's like so much. It's okay. so it's so upsetting. It's so rage inducing. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, so, I mean, there's fuck. We, there's things. Sorry, can we tackle it reverse? Because like we haven't really spoke about what he said at the end, and then we'll get into the meat. Is that right? Yeah. Because well, yeah, because I cut, that's almost the direction I was taking. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What he what he said at the end is yeah, like not necessarily anything I disagree with. Like the whole, you know, like there's no one really besides some absurd prodigies. I mean, really, come on. Like no one comes into jujitsu and is you can be a natural, but like no one is not getting their ass kicked. Yeah. In the beginning of the of trying the sport, you know, I, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily unique to jujitsu, you know, no one, no one, this first time surfing paddles out to pipeline, you know, yeah. it's not unique to jujitsu, but it has a unique uh, sensation about it because you're, you know, you're kind of physically losing a, well, you are, you're physically losing a fight on the regular by people who, prior to doing any sort of combat sport, you may think that you could beat up or whatever. And, you know, and you, there's a lot of losing for not knowing, understanding why you're losing. And the, yeah. the, I think maybe in the beginning, it's this, you have to be okay with that. You're going to suck. And yeah. it's a bit unique in the way you suck at jujitsu that that's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. So totally I definitely, I mean, I don't disagree yep. with what he said there at all. Yeah, I think we're we're on the same page with with that aspect. Um, and I just want to touch on the whole thing about the stripes. Like, if you okay, yeah, if you are crying over a fucking stripe, bro, come on, yeah, like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I think that bro. was. I think maybe he was. I'll be. I'll come to his defense in this, in the sense <laughs> okay. that maybe he was just fleshing it out a bit. So he was yeah. a guest on the podcast episode, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. You know, maybe he's just driving his point home. Yeah. Yeah. Fleshing it out and exaggerating a little bit for the people who don't, for the people who don't train jujitsu and don't know anything about it. Mm. Like, I mean, how do you get through to them? How significant significant a piece that a a piece of tape is significant, right? Or, you know, I know for some people it is has zero significance, but, you know, for some people it has a lot. And for some people it's just like a pat on the back. But, you know, people who don't, train or you know or haven't been yeah haven't been exposed to a martial art with belt systems and whatever they don't get it that it actually kind of means something and yeah look if you're on your like purple or brown belt you know say you're on your brown belt and you get your fourth stripe right that could be significant it could take you like years to earn that stripe so I get yeah. what he's saying there, but I'm just envisioning like the white belt getting the second stripe and breaking down in tears, like yeah. the best day yeah. of their life. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've had a lot oh, of people. Shit. I've had a lot of people cry. Yeah, I mean, man, I've never come across someone upset when their stripe goes grey and falls off and whatever. Like they just ask for another bit of tape, or they go buy it themselves and put it on. But no, I, um, never, I never replace mine. But I. I've definitely had multiple students get emotional, like when they get their first stripe, you know, ever, you know, it's like that sort of first, Yeah. Okay. you know, I mean, cause for some people it's maybe achieving a goal they never thought was possible for them. You know, you don't know yeah, this true. individual and their whole life story before they've walked through your door, yeah. but yeah, 
you know, and maybe like your fourth stripe on your brown belt, it, it might just be that whole like, well, the, or the fourth stripe on any yeah. belt can mean a yep. lot because it just kind of is a physical, something tangible that tells you the next step is the new belt and whatever. Yep. Yep, totally. But um, I get that. But I don't still, know. I, I think it's funny. Yeah. It, no, it was funny. But like I said, I think maybe he was just exaggerating the point to get it through to um yeah. to pe- listeners like who don't know what it Brad is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Brad, I'm sorry, but it all goes south at the start of that clip, my man. Yeah, bro. Fuck. Yeah. What so I I don't want to I can't remember word for word what he said, but well, let's play if it again. you just <laughs> No, no, don't don't play it again. Please don't play it again. <laughs> If you just don't quit, you will get your black. Didn't he even say, I no, no, no. guarantee. I, 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 yes, I, I will read the exact quote because I, I wrote this down. He said, I can guarantee if you don't quit, you're going to be a black belt. Discuss. Man, like, so before, uh, let me shut down any potential fucking counter argument before it comes through that okay. might be a lot, that might be along the lines of, you know, Oh, well, if you can't guarantee or if you're telling me that you can't get every student to black belt or whatever, then that's your failure as a coach, right? Let's let's deal with that counter argument to begin with. That counter argument, I mean, it's almost like I wonder if anyone has ever thought of some sort of like how could you describe that situation like maybe if you had some sort of expression to do with like horses drinking water and something and it <laughs> not and it not being possible to like you know force make said animal for, to drink said yeah water. like it's bro no okay so let's shut that down like maybe you're the best coach and you can get the like let's say I can matrix plug you in and you now have this superpower that you can get the maximum out of every single inter- individual you interact with. Some people's maximum is not good enough, bro. Like, so there is, there is no just turn up, just don't quit and you'll get your black belt. Oh, you can't say that about school. Yeah, no, you can't because there's like pass fail. And okay, there's not necessarily a line in the sand with jujitsu for pass fail there you know we've spoken about this heaps of times how some instructors are tougher than others when it comes to belts and that's sort of one of the good things and bad things about jujitsu but there is like i guess maybe he's in part of his mantra has some clause for giving out sympathy belts or something maybe then that's guaranteed just turn up just don't quit that some yeah. people just are not good enough, man. I'm sorry. And it's like anything. Like no one – we've spoken about this before in terms like you training people to be um, navigators on warships mm. and stuff that it's like yeah. it doesn't matter, man. If you're not good enough, you will kill people if I yeah. pass you and let yeah. you qualify. Okay, yeah. it's not the same thing, you know. But, yeah, doctors, lawyers, all these things, yeah, you can't just turn up. People – I'm sure there have been cases the bar, of – yeah, there's probably, I don't know if there's ever a limit where you're not allowed to take the bar anymore, but for sure there would be people who have, oh, it takes the average person four years of law school and then another four years of this to pass the bar. For sure there's people who have been trying to pass the bar for over a decade or more yep. and are still not lawyers. Well, let me let me put something back onto you then. Let me, let me try and steal man Brad's argument for a second. 
So you have said in the past that you sometimes promote based on the individual. Let me let me explain for the audience. Adam's philosophy to awarding belts will depend on the individual. For example, if you have a guy that's in his mid forties, three kids, you know, works a full time job, blah 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 you are not going to grade that person from blue to purple, for example, as you would someone that wants to be an instructor. And you have three specific categories. You have hobbyist, you have instructor, and then you have competitor. Sometimes people bleed into into two categories. So where does that fit into the model? So you're saying that, yes, you will award a belt based on the individual to some extent. However, they still need to meet the minimum grade for that belt. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, each individual would fall into one or two of those three categories for me and and the and but even then that those categories have their standards or that indiv- individual has their own standards. So, yeah, I grade the the individual and that individual like I guess maybe the the ambiguity more comes for the hobbyists because for a competitor it's pretty like cut and dry mm. in the sense that like hey man you like you're wanting to be a world champion and this and that it's very sort of clear to some degree that it's dictated by your competition results right so it's yep. very there's a very clear pass fail yep instructor can be pretty clear as well obviously it depends on the instructor doing the grading as to terms in the terms of what level of knowledge do they find adequate for said belt but it's a bit more sort of again cut and dry in the sense that there's not necessarily as much ambiguity as there is with a hobbyist an instructor you kind of clearly say like man you want me to grade you brown to black belt okay uh show me let's say even forget about belt tests right but Mm -hmm. let's say you know, maybe you're a brown belt who's smashing all the competitions and whatever, and you're really good. You compete, but you don't necessarily want to be a competitor. You just do it because it's part of the process, whatever. Yep. You want to be an instructor. You want to open a gym and you're a brown belt. And I, and I ask you to show me, you know, man, show me one half guard sweep and, you know, show me a way to pass spider guard, for example. And like, and you can't do it. I'd be like, man, it's a, okay. If I'm asking a white belt, a blue belt, maybe even a purple belt, right? Like, you know, you don't know. That could be a hard question to answer, but you're wanting me to give you a black belt and you're wanting to be an instructor and opening your own gym and you can't show – like, you don't have to have all the answers and it's ridiculous to think you will. Uh, I don't think even John Danaher has all the answers. Jiu-Jitsu is so dynamic and whatever, but, like, if you couldn't answer me – you know, a simple question like that. It's just a way of me explaining that there's a bit more of a clear line. The ambiguity comes for a hobbyist, but even then, man, that there are standards. And even though I look at each individual on a case by case basis, yeah, it's still like, not like it's not, but little Jimmy tries real hard. He's a black belt, Jimmy. (laughs) You know, like, like, fuck, no, bro. Oh, little, oh, but fucking Sammy, Sammy trains twice a day, every day. And he's been training for a decade. And you're like, yeah, bro. But like that, like, he's still laughably bad. It's like, stupid. yeah, like it's embarrassed, you know, yeah. man, I'm yeah, sorry. Then, okay, like, okay. So I just need to bring this, put this out there because 
there are going to be a lot of people that are mad about this. There's going to be a lot of people that are mad. And specifically, four days ago, or roughly four or five days ago, we put out a video on YouTube, on YouTube Shorts, and it was literally titled something like, the average person cannot get a black belt, four days ago. And one of the comments, what they've since deleted their comment. I didn't delete the comment. It's just disappeared. I went to pull it up and read it, and it's gone. So I don't know what happened. But So I can only read half of the comment because it's based on the notifications. But this person said, any average person can get the proper training to get any black belt they feel. WTF are you talking about? Obviously, aren't going to throw an arbitrary person and put them in a black belt test, but dot, 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 they, it pretty much ends there. So they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course, anyone, any person, this person said, any average person can get the proper training to get a, any black belt they feel. This person obviously trains karate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because, bro, because my, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of like, it's, you know, Fuck, imagine if there was like some other expression that someone had thought of to describe situations like this, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, when things are easy, like everyone does them or something. Yeah, that that, that was actually my reply. My response to this guy was, why aren't there more black belts then? (laughs) Yeah, like if it's easy, everyone would do it, right? Like, I mean, so let me, I know you don't like it when I do these arguments where I go way off the other the yeah, deep end and, yeah, and, yeah, meg, and to, to the mega extreme. But, you know, it's kind of, I know that if we go way back into a lot of episodes ago, I was unaware who David Goggins was, but I obviously know He's who he is educated. now. Yes. And he appears in lots of content. I'm not talking about being David Goggins, but in my opinion, a lot of the motivation, the way David Goggins motivates. And again, I've never been to one of his talks. I haven't read his book, you know, like it's just from, you know, podcasts and YouTube shorts and Instagram and whatever. But a lot of those little like sort of punchy 10, 20, 30 second things he says, like they're just like, he's not necessarily wrong. Like, it's like that, that sort of motivation of like, man, anyone's capable of doing it. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. And it's like, yeah, but but it's also no. Like, the average person doesn't have the the mental fortitude that, you know, whoever else does. Like, you know, you, so you could make the argument, oh, well, fuck, if this dude could run a marathon with, you know, his shin broken in half or whatever it was, like, you don't have any broken bones in your body. You can physically do it. It's like, yeah, but like, I don't have the mental strength that not everyone has that, you know, you could, you could take the same approach to, you would know this with dealing with hundreds of clients with, with weight loss. Like Mm. some people really like struggle with weight for years because they don't have, there's something in their brain that is stopping them from taking the correct steps or from committing and not, and not just then like rubber banding back or whatever it is. And some people quite easily, you know, don't have an issue with it or like some people, whatever the same way that's uh, like when it's like when people say to me, man, I don't even like the taste of chocolate. I'm like, I wish I didn't like the taste of chocolate. It'd be one <laughs> huge problem removed from my life, you know, yeah. but you, you know, like so, not everyone has it in them. So when you say something like, Oh, everyone's capable, or if I can do it, you can do it. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's all great motivational stuff, but not everyone is capable, bro. 
Okay, so that's really interesting that you bring up these motivational clips because this is actually something Brad says. And you essentially just paraphrased one of his exact arguments in the episode, which is crazy to me. Because in the episode, the, the original podcast episode that we're talking about, Brad says the same thing that a lot of people can watch David Goggins, can post uh, a motivational clip from Cam Haynes or from um, Joe Rogan, put it on their Instagram and go to the gym or whatever. But those same people start jujitsu and it's too hard and they quit. He said yeah. like pretty much yeah. exactly yeah. what you're saying. That is exactly what but, Brad's so, argument. You guys agree like a hundred percent. Yeah. But then, so, I mean, it just makes him sound more stupid because he's well, countering his <laughs> own, he's okay. countering his own point. So like, no, but he's saying, okay, let me, let me steal man his argument here. I want to see how you react to this. So yes, you both agree that the motivational thing, not everyone has the motivation, but he, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that the people that don't quit, that have the motivation, have the intrinsic motivation to continue pushing through the suck, they will eventually get a black belt if you do not quit. No, you have the mental like, fortitude to not quit. You will. No, no. I, and I quote, I guarantee that you'll be a black belt. Thoughts? No, no, no. So yeah, like, I mean, what I said and what he's saying is correct in the sense that, yeah, a lot of people quit or whatever, but that's not the same as me saying, if you don't quit, you'll get a black belt. Like it's, you know, there's a lot of people who, who, whatever, like if, if there's a lot of people who join a gym member, get a new gym membership, you know, in January, you know, January 1st, they, they join whatever gym, it's their new year's resolution. And how many of those like then continue to, you know, because they've got a goal of whether it's getting their summer body or losing weight or getting a six pack or whatever it is. It's very well known that that happens in the fitness industry, right? That come January, a lot of people have new year's resolutions that they want to something related to exercise, yep. whatever. I don't know what the percentage would be of the people who like then continue achieve that goal and working out becomes a part of their life. All right. Go, yeah, go on. So it's, I've seen research on this and you can expand it through a whole year period about how many people have a gym membership that actually show up and it's less than um, 10%. Okay. So then let's go to, go to, um, to what what Brad was saying, those who just don't quit and whatever. Mm. Let's say your goal was to get the six pack. How many of those 10% do you reckon then like achieve that? Like let's say not even a six pack because I think depending on your genetics, genetics and the individual, yeah. maybe yep. a six pack isn't a great thing. Let's because, just say achieve their fitness goal. Let's yeah, because I would- Whatever that is, yeah. But I would say achieving your rudimentary fitness goal mm. is more difficult than- uh, sorry, is easier than getting a black belt. So I don't know, Definitely. like I'm trying to draw a parallel with what would the, like someone who wants to look better and get put on some muscle or whatever, what would be the bodybuilding equivalent to getting a black belt? Like how many people you reckon of that 10%, how many people who getting then go on to- yeah, right. Exactly. Okay, that's right. Getting okay. a pro card. I've yep. seen fitness influencers who to the uneducated in bodybuilding like me look hella good, right? Yep. Hella good and they still have not qualified and gotten their pro card. Yep. Right? And these dudes have been lifting for 15, 20 years 
doing bulk cut, bulk cut, bulk cut for over a decade and still don't have their pro card. And maybe they will, right? But maybe they won't. You know, like, man, you can't just keep turning up and thinking you're going to. I mean, he's not wrong in the sense that it is definitely a prerequisite to get your black belt. I mean, you ain't getting it if you stop turning up. So I'll give him that. But Let me, okay. Well, let me just throw some gasoline onto the fire then. Do you think that this opinion, this Gracie Baja style opinion, that's his lineage. I'm not shitting on Gracie Baja. Do you think, (laughs) sort of. Uh, do, you sort think of, this yeah. is, <laughs> do you think this is watering down BJJ? Yeah, for sure. I mean, but it's there's a natural watering down of the sport that I've mentioned before that is unfortunate, but you can't do anything about it. It just comes with the growth of the sport. You kind of can't have growth without dilution. And mm. for those who aren't familiar to the story I've given multiple times, Back in the day when it was my coach's coach, Shackaday, who was, you know, training with Holes Gracie and Carl Lawson, like the OG Gracie family and everything, there was only like one belt a year given out. It was like for the main competition in Rio and you had to win that comp to get your belt. So you wanted a white belt, you got your blue. You had to, you know, so there was only one belt a year, one of each belt a year given out. But then, you know, if that still remained to today, like, yeah, you could argue that the quality of the people wearing black belts would be off the chart, but you could also, we probably wouldn't have, well, we definitely wouldn't have the sport we know today. We wouldn't have, you know, yeah, the sport wouldn't have grown the way it's grown. Mm. So some watering down just naturally comes with the with the growth of the sport. but But yeah, to that extent, I just don't get it, man. And it's been a conversation even when I was a white belt. Even when I was a white belt, it came up with other training partners of mine that some people are more credible than others due to who they got their black belt from or or whatever. I think when I was a lower belt, I used to put way more emphasis on who someone got their black belt from. And maybe that was just due to being in a position of not being able to self-evaluate someone. Whereas now, like, you know, you could tell me you got your black belt from, you know, whatever, some name I've never heard, or you could tell me you got it from Racy University or whatever, and then I might roll with you or see you teach or train with you and be like, holy shit, man, this dude's like super good. Not as in like- a good example of that. Jordan, Jordan Presinger. Yeah, 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 right. He's a perfect example. Like, no offense to his coaches, but he wasn't really coached, air quote, coached by them. He like, you know, checked into the gym I think once a week or something like that, or maybe a couple times a month. I can't remember exactly the frequency, but he was essentially self-taught from yeah, Jordan to fucking black belt. And he is super legit. He's a great example. So he's someone that if you just went off his, you know, off the lineage or whatever, or you yeah. would, you would assume he's terrible and doesn't know what he's doing, but not only does he have an incredible technical knowledge, he's super tough as well. You know, and some people have both and some people are one or the other and that's fine, right? There's people who are crazy tough that you roll with. There's world champion black belts you roll with who kind of in little air quotes don't know shit, right? (laughs) But they'll, but you know, but they'll demolish you. And then there's people who, you know, 
whether it's because they're older or they're just not an athlete, you know, this, okay. I've never met or trained or rolled with, with like, yeah, with someone like John Danaher, but you definitely don't look at him and think he's an athlete or whatever, but mm. like you're being more on to question his technical, technical knowledge. Yeah. And then obviously some people have both. Like if you've seen Gordon Ryan instructionals, right. They're mm-hmm. crazy packed full of a insane amount of knowledge. And obviously currently the best grappler. Mm. So I think I used to put a bit more weight on the, the lineage when I wasn't in a position to be able to self-evaluate someone's jujitsu. Um, but yeah, it's, that was conversations I had even as a white belt. It was kind of no, like explained to me that not everyone is equal and there's black belts and there's black belts, but then there's even black, belt. right? You know, it's not, not everyone's the same. So even back then, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, I kind of knew that some black belts, like it's not just you reach this point and they're all, all the same and they're all good. Some black belts are terrible. And then being going through like a competition team, like I did in Brazil, I am. Um, and one of the more competitive lower belts while I was there, I was often the person who, who I don't want to say I was ever a gym enforcer. I never was, but like whether it was Fabio testing me or testing or kind of wanting to kind of show new people to the gym, their place or whatever. I was often the person he would tell to go, like I'd be a blue belt and he would put me with the visiting brown belt or the new brown belt who joined the gym. Cause there were a lot of people. I watched it in my five years there. A lot of people who came through Fabio's gym who would come in as a brown belt thinking that they'll do their one year and then get a black belt and be like, I'm a black belt from Fabio Gugel. Right. And that wasn't the case. They either ended up giving up and leaving or they, you know, stuck around for the another six years it took because really they were only a blue belt or whatever. And so I kind of already had a better gauge on that not everyone is the same because I would often be put with another example. I trained only once, but I trained with Leoido Machida back in Brazil and I was rolling with him and I think I was a, blue belt at the time or maybe I was purple and he was already a jiu-jitsu black belt it's like wasn't an issue for me at all and like again this MMA fighter karate guy and I definitely was rolling with him I was half guard bottom and I remember having this moment of even though he didn't have a cross face or anything it was half guard top and I kind of had a knee shield or something I remember it quite well but I could just like Feeling him, I was like, man, if he was allowed to strike right now, I would be ah. gone skis. I remember having this feeling of like, like coiled up. <laughs> I was like, man, he's so heavy and hard to move and whatever. But you know, like I was a competitive blue purple belt, and this isn't a dig at Machida. Like he's not a competitor. He never pursued jujitsu as his. Mm. So even he's, I kind of go like, yeah, I'm not going to say he's not a black belt, but you know, so giving out black belts just because you didn't give up. No, like, yes, of course that is mandatory for you to get there. I mean, that's a no brainer. No, like that's just one of the pieces you need to not give up. It's just one of the pieces you need. 
to to eventually get a black belt. But I hopefully won't ever find myself in that position. I hope where I've got a brown belt who's been a brown belt for like 15 years and I'm just kind of like, oh, my God, what do I do? How do I tell this guy he's never getting a black belt? It's like, you know. Shit. Because if you you'd cave. You'd cave. <laughs> you'd straight up cave, man. I reckon, well, in particular, if it's someone like you were friends with, that if someone, if you get to a point where someone's been training with you at brown belt for 15 years, bro, you'd give them the black. I know you. You straight up would. You know. rationalize it. You I don't know, but it's it. it's also <laughs> your rep. It's also your reputation, right? Like, but yeah, you'd be like, I'm, I'm, here, take the black belt and then just move cities. <laughs> <laughs> you got to move, yeah, bro. Don't don't, don't don't tell anyone you got it from me. Yeah, yeah. and I mean. But yeah, like I guess it, you know, not that my name means anything, but I don't want someone saying that they got whatever belt from me and they're just embarrassing. Like, okay, whatever, colored belts, maybe more wiggle room. But if someone is wearing a black belt I gave them and they're telling other people that I gave them that black belt, but they're just, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassingly bad. Like you don't have to be that dude who, you know, I'm not expecting to give you a black belt and think you'll never lose to a brown belt and below and you've got to be like the, the best black belt in the area. or No, but, you know, if they don't have all the other pieces, like the way you carry yourself, the way you interact with other people in the gym, you know, your technical knowledge, yeah, your ability to roll as well and all the other pieces that are part of the puzzle that, not giving up have sweet fuck all to do with. Mm. Okay. So I want to play another clip. You haven't heard this. This was, like I said, I, I listened to the, uh, the podcast episode to get context and everything. And I, I, I grabbed this other clip. I don't have the video for it, but I just, Adam hasn't heard this yet. So he's going to be hearing it at the same time you are, um, dear listener. So I want to play it and I want your reaction on this. Right. Jiu-jitsu is the hobby for people that are okay with sucking. You know those people that we all hate, that they walk in, they're in great shape, they got the abs or whatever, they got hair, just basically the opposite of me. <laughs> they walk in the room, they've never skateboarded before, they see a skateboard sitting in the corner. They pick it up, they go outside, 10 minutes later they're kickflipping. Yeah. yeah. Those people will come and do jiu-jitsu and be like, this is too hard, it's too complicated. Yeah. It's too complicated. Why? Because I can't athlete out of it is what they want to say, it. but they can't say that because they don't want to admit that maybe being a superior athlete isn't always going to be the answer to every problem in my life. So you have to learn how to problem solve. And that's what jujitsu does. It makes people be better physically, makes them be better mentally and makes them be better. Like I would say on a emotional level, you know, there's, I would like to introduce Brad to Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Eric is like a fucking athletic specimen um, uh, at our gym, a blue belt. And he is, fucking incredible like commonly black belts are like fuck this guy because yeah, he can athletic yeah. his way out and into anything but he's also very technical so yeah yeah he's a handful um yeah that's interesting that's uh i mean not anything i necessarily disagree with i've seen that i've seen people come in and think they would like by default be a natural at it and mm. then you know i actually see it a lot whether they think they're a natural or not but you definitely see people, some people come in and they're just not okay with the, the, the losing aspect of it. Yeah, but definitely. I would maybe kind of extrapolate on what he said in the sense that I think jujitsu is 
I don't think it's for people who are okay with sucking and losing. I think jujitsu is for people who are accepting of the fact that sucking and losing is part of the process. Mm. But the people who continue to do jujitsu and uh, get better at it and reach a rank like black belt are the people who actually are not okay with sucking because like, like pe- yeah. people who are okay with sucking, like, and I don't think this, I think he meant what I'm saying as well. Yep. I'm not disagreeing yep. with him. I'm just adding on to it. Right. So yep. I, I, but yeah, people who are okay with sucking and you see this with some people in life, whatever it is, they suck at something and you tell them the very easy way to get better or to fix it. And they're like, man, you know, I'm, I'm good where I'm at or whatever, yep. whatever it is in their life. But people who get better at jujitsu, it's because they don't want to suck. They're yep. just, but they're accepting of that sucking and losing is part of the process. So you know, I think that's I, what I, he meant. I, I 100% agree. And I've seen, I've seen like blue belts, for example, that, um, you know, show up to jujitsu like two, three times a week consistently and will probably be a, at that blue belt level, whether or not they have a fucking, they're wearing a purple belt or not, it's irrelevant, but they'll be at a blue belt level because they're okay with sucking. They show up to the gym, get their ass kicked, you know, by the guy that's been training for less than half the time. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. I just move on. And it's not, it's not because of the age, weight or yeah. anything. It's just because, you know, they, they don't care. Fun. They don't, yeah. They don't give a I shit. I mean, that's a perfect, yeah, that's actually a perfect way to sort of, yeah, double down on how the the not giving up uh, is not all it takes to get your black belt because some no. people some people never give up like they yeah they're that blue belt purple belt whatever they train two three times a week every week but they yeah like they don't care they don't care yeah. if they get tapped by a white belt or yep. Yep. or blue belt so they yeah they don't dedicate themselves and mm-hmm. and then you have the people who who lose sleep over how that mm-hmm. training partner scored an advantage on them yep. and they can't yep. figure out why and they're yep. asking questions and they're replaying it in their head because they're not okay with sucking. And again, yep. I'm just, I'm reinforcing what he said. I think that's what he meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, but yeah. It's a very interesting way of phrasing it. I think in the very beginning, of course you have to be air quote okay with, you have to accept it. I think that's the phrasing. I think it's the phrasing that is is getting me tripped up mentally with him saying like, um, it's for people that are okay with sucking. That's a mantra that's repeated a lot. But like you've been saying and we've alluding to, I don't think that's true. I think it's for people that can accept that they're going to get smashed and put up yeah. with it for as long as it takes for them to, to come through. Like I still remember very vividly because it was one of the most life-changing experiences um, I've had or like that period of time when I was a beginner white belt, I'm talking like the first three months because that period for the first three months, um, you know, I was fucking obsessed, but I wasn't okay with, I didn't show up to jiu-jitsu and be like, oh, you know, it's good. You know, I'm okay with, you know, losing. No, I, exactly what you're, you're describing. I went home and fucking Googled how to, how to escape this, how to stop getting triangled submissions from this position, like escapes from that and just absolutely fucking obsessed with someone you know if someone got a sub on me that is 20 kilos lighter and made it look easy or whatever and i've told the story before but like there was a one day where dan and jake hit back-to-back bow and arrow chokes on me constantly constantly these two guys just like you know didn't coordinate it or anything and that fucking it fucked my mind up for like weeks because you know? <laughs> I, I just got yeah. manhandled by like dudes that i didn't consider to be very athletic like very technical but still um you know and I, I love what you're saying. Like it's, 
you're not okay with it. I was not okay with it, but I was never going to quit. Like I, I was not okay with it in terms of, I wanted to get better. That's why I kept showing up. That's why I was so obsessed with jujitsu because I saw these guys, how good they were in my, my perspective at that time to me, they, you know, they weren't gods, but they were like very, very good. Um, and I, I wanted to achieve that. I wanted to surpass that even. So yeah, I, I think that that is more for, at least for me, that's a more accurate reality. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think in any sport or and like, fuck man, any, anything really that has a, where you draw a line that says this is, you've reached this certain level of competency, right. Mm. Or qualification or whatever it is. It's like anything, man, like, you know, you could meet people who have been rock climbing their whole life and have never given up, but they're never going to climb the, um, oh my God, it's forgotten. I've forgotten the name, but in Yosemite, the, you know, the, the big rock, super famous that Alex Honnold free soloed. Oh, oh El Cap. El Cap. You know, there's people who have rock climbed their whole life and never give up, but they'll never be good enough to climb El Cap. There's people who surf their whole life and continually just want to get better and never give up. But whatever the black belt equivalent is, like, yeah, if that's Pipeline or Chopu or whatever it is, they'll never paddle out and get barreled at Chopu, right? Like, uh, they're just never going to, they're never going to get there. There's people who, you know, never give up playing chess and you'll never be a grandmaster, you know, like you might try forever. And I'm not telling, I'm not talking about you going and winning the world championships. Like, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe that's a really good analogy or parallel to draw because if you say black belt is when you're a professional and you can go compete against other professionals in competitions for the chance to be a world champion, right. That happens at black belt. Well, grandmaster, you're a professional. You can then go and compete in the, the, world championships and whatever, but the, and potentially be crowned the chess world champion. I know they have lots of different types of competitions in chess. So yes, I'm just putting it super dumbed down. Even, yeah. <laughs> I'm like right? cringing a little bit cause you got, it doesn't work that way, but yes, please go on. <laughs> right. But you know, the point being there's people who were, have this goal of becoming mm. a professional chess player and will yep. never make grandmaster. Right. Yes. It doesn't matter how much they don't give up. You know, I would, I would even say just for the chess aficionados out there that we can reduce that grandmaster title, just to getting master, just to getting, achieving the, the title of master, whether it be national master, international master, even just getting NM, uh, national master is we could even just put that level at black belt because like, I would say that grandmaster would be the equivalent of, you know, being a very competitive black belt. Cause you know how you're talking about there's you know, skill within skill. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'll, I'll stop derailing the analogy, but yeah, sorry. Well, uh, yeah, and I mean, and then for, for the video gamers out there, I didn't give up for a long time at playing competitive Overwatch and I never made it to <laughs> Masters, right? I didn't even make it to Diamond, my friends. So for the people who, who know what, what I'm talking about, like... It's because you fucking you know, rage too much. <laughs> you know... Too so toxic, bro. Maybe I gave up too soon. Maybe I maybe I was gonna get there if I just didn't give up. Anyway, yeah, maybe maybe look, it just wasn't a priority. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, look, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's more to the story. Whatever, but that one particular point was rather infuriating to me. I think that mm. even I don't care how you spin it, putting that sentence together, saying if you don't give up, just keep keep 
showing up, I can guarantee you'll get your black belt, is so removed from the truth. And he's offensive to people who have, like, not to people, but, like, it's just offensive to how difficult it can actually be. I'm not saying it's the most difficult thing in the world. Like, there's things harder than getting a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but, like, there's mm. – it is – yeah, like I said, you know, lead a horse for water, can't make a drink, you know. If it were mm. easy, everyone would do it. Like, man, no. Anyway. Mm. I do not have a something interesting, guys. We're gonna we're moving straight on to something interesting. I do not have one, but Kieran's got a doubly something interesting. So I'm told. <laughs> well, I mean, it's something uh, relevant. We can say it's is. Did you? And I know the answer to this, but did you watch the IBJJF European 2024 Championships? You no, guys, as I mentioned, race. I had I had a very yeah hectic week with some family stuff but um no i didn't i mean i've i've seen some of the social media content but i haven't been i've really haven't been online much at all over the last few days well it was held in france and it finished a few days ago at the time of recording so about a week ago by the time you listen to this but uh this something interesting is not just that it was on this was inspired by a comment made by a client of mine who uh, I just so happened to be watching a bit of the Euros. It was streaming on YouTube. Flow Grappling was streaming it. And then I had the, a consultation and then we were talking about it. And this person is from France and um, has been watching it. And and uh, he, he, he said something that I found interesting, that the vast majority of people competing in Euros were not European at all. And most of them were Brazilian. And it just triggered like a huh you know moment that what does euros actually mean it's the european championships but hazard a guess how many europeans this is for male black belt divisions from uh rooster all the way up to the open weight how many europeans uh won how many won how many won how many europeans won any of the divisions out of from male black i would say either none or one Correct. One. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to Adam. Um, Adam Wazinski. Yeah. 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 Wazinski from Checkmat who won the um, male black belt heavy. So you already knew that he won. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm like, if if any European is winning, it's, it's him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, and everyone else was Brazilian except one yeah. guy from the USA. Sorry. Yeah. I think the Europeans, it's just that it's held in Europe somewhere, really. I mean, yeah. Most of, you know, the Pan Ams are won by Brazilians and, mm. you know, the Worlds are mostly won by Brazilians. So most yeah. of the big gi competitions are still won predominantly by Brazilians and, you know, yeah. and, then ne- and then next in line would be Americans. Yeah. But I also yeah. wanted to bring up, there's an additional something interesting out of this. Um, and hey, by the way, just to clarify, I don't have any problem with Europeans being open to everyone. I think it just makes the competition better. It elevates the sport. I just thought it was funny. Um, and the next point I wanted to bring up is Mika Galval, one adult male middleweight. Um, but I thought Mika was banned for... No, his suspension would have been done. It was only a one-year ban, right? Wasn't it? So yeah, I'd have to, been, I'd have yeah, to do the research as to when, and then the bans from memory are usually backdated to when the test took place. Wow, I believe so. So it'll be like if you got done at Worlds 2019, but the results didn't come out until a few months later, 
you'll just yeah, be okay. banned, you know, for that talk, like which will disqualify you from the 2020 worlds because the, you know, your sample would have been taken afterwards technically because yep. it's after you've stepped off the podium. Yeah. And so it would carry through until, you know, you're 100% right. I, I, I've got it up here. It's, uh, he, he, popped after the 2022 IBJJF Worlds. So he was good to go yeah. uh, for the 2023. So he was good for the last six months, essentially. Yeah, essentially, yes. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't... Okay, this is not something that I had on the docket to discuss, but is that enough? Is that punishment? You know, <sighs> missing out yeah. on one one year after popping for a banned substance. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Eh? Yeah, it's because a imagine if you were fucking in, in steroid position, conversation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but if you were like in that position and you were weighing up the pros and cons and looking at the the consequences, you're like, oh, worst case scenario, if I get popped, um, you know, I don't cycle off or whatever, and I get popped, then I'm only miss out on twelve months. I don't yeah, know. but I think, I mean, in the case of Mika, it's probably not that big of a deal because he's a, a one of a kind prodigy, right? He's a dude yep. that would be, if Mika was, you know whatever 20 kilos heavier you'd be you know you'd be labeling him as the person who's going to the Take one who's going to de- dethrone gordon right mm. he's, he's that good mm. in his so in his case no but for a lot of people you know one year even if it were six months for argument's sake for like for some people that was their one shot you know like that was mm. the year that you know there was some level of stars aligning the bracket fell in their favor and so and so got injured and the other person didn't register for that year and you know so for some people they needed everything to go right mm. to win not just in worlds in a lot of sports right mm. you need and for some people like Mika it's like oh if you know if this dude needs 10 out of 10 things to go right i probably only need 3 out of 10 to go right and i'm going to yep. win cuz i'm that fucking yep. good so yep. in mika's case no you could maybe you probably have to ban him for 5 years for it to impact his record yeah. but, you know but yeah. uh for other people yeah 12 months could be you know maybe <laughs> in extreme terms the end of their career if you will so yeah. i don't know i don't know i mean where the line would be you know maybe 18 months is a better middle. I don't know. Fuck. Maybe. I, I, I don't even think so. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I uh, also want to shout out to um, uh, Talison Suarez, who won the adult male black belt rooster. So yeah, he did. Uh, he's got his a gym here in Australia up in the old yep. Byron Bay. Yes. Yep. So he's a yeah, Brazilian Ken- born. Ken- now, Kennedy uh, won as well. Kennedy won. Um, was it lightweight or whatever? Cabrinha's son. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, say, oh, uh, featherweight, yeah. featherweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so that's cool. Yeah, alliance. I did see that. Mm. Yep, yep. So okay. good on him. Yeah, Kennedy's a nice kid. You know, deserves all the best. Um, yeah. guys, that's going to be us today. Thank you for joining us on our. You know, I don't think there's too much direct shitting on people, but it was uh, <laughs> people. Sh- sh- Brad, <laughs> yeah. Brad, definitely if you're still listening. We we love you, man. Um. We just disagree with that take. That's it. That one particular <laughs> point, yeah, I strongly disagree. But if there's more to the conversation, if it was taken out of context or whatever, I don't know. But anyway. Hit us best, up. Bro. We'll have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. 